Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, the Talent Surgery, the Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Lesia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week we love to shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech and on a Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. This week we want to be talking about agility in all its different forms. So to kick things off I wanted Toby to give us an update on Fintech Focus TV. Nadia thank you very much. <laughs> so um so look we've uh, we've had the, the 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 break over february um which i'm missing i don't like you know like not having three shows going out a week on fintech focus tv but it's good to uh, to have a little break and a recap and we've been doing loads of planning and it's really exciting about what we've got coming up and i did a poll as as, as i think i mentioned last week on uh what people were looking for and it's really interesting to see some of the feedback and in, in honesty as, as i figured it would be it's a fair mix of everything. So talking about fin- to, to fintech leaders and hearing their stories, the debate shows where we look at uh, tackling some of the big issues in the marketplace with uh, a number of different leaders and bringing that together is something I'm really, really excited about. Uh, looking at talent issues and, and, uh, and various other stories are things there which we're looking at in more detail as well. So what I'm uh, com- you know, convinced about is March onwards, we'll be seeing a second series of, uh, of fintech focused TV that really adds uh, a tremendous amount of value in a number of different formats with people from all over the world looking at the biggest opportunities, problems uh, and, and situations that are coming up in the fintech space. One of the things I'm really excited about is we've got four or five debate shows coming up uh, with some really interesting uh, businesses, uh, including Baton Systems, Ascendant Strategy, we're talking to Glue42, we're talking to Velops, we're talking to Luxsoft, we're talking to all sorts of businesses, as, as I say, all over the world who are doing some fascinating stuff out there in the marketplace and we're going to be really uh, adding a whole lot of value across 2021 with issues that I think so many people need to understand and share and have that peer-to-peer element of, of of seeing where opportunities are and seeing some of the great things that are happening both in terms of innovation and agility in the marketplace. Yeah absolutely and I love I love what you're doing in terms of looking at how we can constantly improve what what we're doing from our media point of view and how we're getting information out there to the marketplace because a couple of weeks ago we spoke about networking better and i think that this debate series that you're doing is very much part of that as long as people are doing the follow-up afterwards and really reaching out to the people that they hear talking within that debate and making sure it's the beginning of conversations rather than the end um and i think that 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 agility and this is the reason why we you know we chose it um as a theme for this week is something that that we've seen across the pods that we've been releasing, the FinTech Focus TVs that have been released. And there are two pods that I wanted to, to highlight because in very different ways, 
they are talking about agility within their teams and agility within their businesses. And, and actually, I think why I love this as a theme this week is more, more for me, and I'll be talking more about this um, as we go through today's conversation, but agility of mindset and actually questioning ourselves on how agile are we really? And, and I really want us to be thinking that as I go through um, some of the examples that I'll give this week, because this has been the crux of every conversation I've had this week, where I've actually been asking the difficult questions to people uh, when, when there have been barriers, when there have been challenges. I've come up with different solutions. And how agile are you um, is a really big question within that. But um, just to celebrate two of the pods that, that I released this week, one was with Diana Ribeiro. Uh, she's the Deputy Head of Rates and Credit Quant Research at Lloyds Banking Group. And we recorded a Women in Fintech podcast. And she is all about being agile and asking the difficult questions and asking people, what can we do to make change happen? And how ready for change are you? So she was talking very much about the honesty around inclusion and, and equality expectations within the workplace and how we've got to constantly be thinking about how we can change our perceptions, how we can change our actions and how we can change how we, how we express each of these things. So one of the brilliant things that I loved her saying was, um, why do we talk about wanting 30% of our boards being represented by women when women take up 50% of the population? And I just thought, you know, this is so true. You know, I mean, Obviously, we, we all say these percentage goals because you've got to start somewhere, right? And of course, but it's interesting how our mindset, when we say, you know, I say 17% because that's what we are as women in technology. But, you know, when we say the 30% club, um, you know, if we were to talk to the 30% club, of course, they would be saying, this is just the beginning. We want to get it to 40, 50. Uh, we, want, we want proper parity. But what she was saying is, do we have the agility of mindset to realize that that's a moving target and not an end goal? And I really liked how she questioned that. And then from a completely different point of view, I had a great interview with the wonderful CEO and chief product architect of a much newer business compared to Lloyd's called Navora. And that was um, Mr. Avtar Singh Sarah. Now, um, Avtar, what was absolutely brilliant about him is he's a highly technical man who was able to explain his product to me in a way that I really understood it. And everyone <laughs> knows that um, however agile I've been in my career, I am not a hands-on techie, but I've worked with technologists for a very long time now. And what Navora do is they, they bring simplicity, exactly what he did within that podcast, simplicity to the capital markets, um, which is much easier said than done. But it was, a, it was a brilliant pod and it's a shame that that one we can't put as a, as a fintech focused TV because behind him, he had this huge whiteboard of, of basically the most technical, technical writing you could ever imagine. And I even got him to sort of start teaching me bits and bobs of it before <laughs> the pod, which was great fun. Um, but I wanted to really celebrate him because in, in terms of being agile, being flexible, being, being aware of how you need to present your product, um, I think it's incredibly, it is, it is the simplicity that makes something strong, I think. And um, capital markets, it's so, so, so easy um, historically for that to have become really complex and almost like a trade secret that people don't really understand how that works. And, and what Nibora are trying to do is really open that up so that people are included within the capital market space. Um, and I think that what they're doing is incredibly 
um, game-changing in their strategies and their simplicity of configuration and their low downtime. So I wanted to highlight these two um, as examples, very different examples of where we're seeing some really um, agile mindsets within the, within the marketplace. Um, Toby, over to you. What would you say are the challenges that you've seen the marketplace overcoming this week? Yeah, no, I think it's important to keep it on, on theme, isn't it, with, with agility. And I think, you know, last week's theme that we were talking about was, was, was innovation. And this isn't a million miles away from, um, you know, what we've been, uh, you know, what, what, what we've been talking about. It's an evolution, you know, innovation. To me, agility is, is key to innovation. And if we look at, uh, at the last year in particular, rather than just, just recently in, in 2021, We've seen an absolute need for, for nimbleness and, and planning and agility to, op to opportunity. And that can go through from everyone. You know, I, was, I was, uh, went out for a run on the weekend with a, with a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a while, who, whose trade is event stands. So his business, his, his, what he does is make event stands for uh, uh, large corporate events, of which has been completely obliterated over the course of the last year. The other side of his business is point of sale for airports which has been completely obliterated over the last year. And his agility is then saying, right, they've got a whole host of, of warehouse and, and craftsmen in that, and they've pivoted and, and have, uh, have been able to make and create furniture, bespoke furniture over that sort of period and, and change their business to the, to the needs of where we want to go. Now, if I look at our industry, it hasn't been rampaged by the virus in the same sort of, same sort of way. But what it has done is create opportunities and where that challenges is how people are going to be able to not lose track of their, their, their plan and their vision, but maximize their opportunity with some of these great tasks and, and, and opportunities that do present themselves in the marketplace. So I was speaking to someone this morning, actually, funny enough, where he talked about the, the three traits of great businesses, which is road mapping, uh, discipline of then sweating the plan, and then investing in, in building strong management behind it. And if I look at that and think, right, in this sort of time, how plans change as quickly as they have, even in, in our business and in a whole load of businesses that we work with, is that agility to be able to think, right, where's the opportunity to complement what we're doing rather than to, than to lurch? And, I, and this, this always takes me back to my history A-level, where uh, Thomas Wolsey's foreign policy was described as lurching from one nervous expedient to the next. And I, I, that's, that's stuck with me for over 20 years subsequently, maybe 30 years subsequently which is that ability to, to lurch from one nervous expedient to the next, which you see in so many different people's ways of, of, of doing business. But I think what, you, what you've got to look at is not worry about lurching from one expedient to the next, but saying, right, what complements your business? Where is the agility to say, right, there is an opportunity and how do we do it without getting sidetracked? We're seeing it all the time in what we want to do. There are many, many opportunities for us in, in, in the Harrington Style Group at the moment to move into various different areas. And it's about having the, the, the discipline to say, right, this is where we want to be. This is how this accelerates the plan. This is the risk of it, of it putting the brakes on to this, this sort of extent. And the companies that I've been really, really impressed with over the course of the last year are those that have seen market opportunity that haven't lost their identity and, and lurched you know, from, from one plan to the other, but have been agile enough to, to adapt, improvise, overcome, to quote Bear Grylls in terms of how you... Uh, <laughs> in terms of how you, you uh, take that further forward. So I think it's a really, really interesting piece there and, and very relevant to what I was, uh, you know, I've been talking about so far, so far this morning. That discipline of making sure that every 90 days you're looking at what you do, 
but you're also looking forward and saying, right, how can we accelerate that three-year plan and, and, and use this time to really uh, move faster, quicker, better, stronger? Yeah, um, absolutely agree. And I think um, I've, seen, I've seen this need for agility um, and the barriers to it um, a number of times this week. And I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that um, on today's conversation. So um, from my perspective, when it comes to um, agility and are you, are you uh, behaving in an agile way and can you be agile enough for the change that you are trying to implement, um, this is very much um, around um, inclusion as one point. Then it's very much around actually how businesses are growing um, as a second point. And I just wanted to bring this up just to get people thinking about how they're trying to grow and change their businesses to make them strong, better, better, faster, stronger, um, as you just said. So um, there's been lots of conversations this week about um, on the inclusion front about authentic inclusion. And that's something that I constantly talk to lots of different people about across the marketplace because at the moment, we all know that diversity, equity and inclusion is, is right up there um, on the agenda of most businesses within our space. And the conversations are happening. The debate is very much around the how do we implement the change that's needed and how do we get to the results that we'd like to get to. And the really interesting thing that I found is I am asking people, do you think you're agile enough to change your policies and change your methods to be able to change your results? Because unfortunately, some of the biggest challenges I'm hitting is, oh, no, we just couldn't, we, we couldn't do that um, whenever I've posed a solution. Um, and I think it's really, really important because we've got to remember, what are we trying to achieve when we are calling ourselves agile? You know, just like the example you gave of, of the guy you just spoke about, about having um, his point of sales in in airports, I mean, of course he had to change, but actually it's just as drastic as that, I think, when um, in the world of financial services technology and fintech at the moment where business is trying to grow or trying to hit these inclusion targets because this is gonna be, this, is, this will decide on the success of the business moving forward. Um, diversity isn't a fad. Um, even though right now it may feel that everyone's talking about it because it's the right thing to talk about and, um, and it's on point and on trend. But as I've said to so many people, I think um, me and you, Toby, have been um, talking about this uh, before it became a fad um, and we'll be doing it long after because inclusion isn't about winning awards or, or getting a, a pat on the back. Um, inclusion is about the day in day out sustainable changes that need to happen and it isn't glamorous and it is the slog to co constantly call out bad behavior and to constantly ensure that we're not just helping people hit their quotas for how many people um, of different backgrounds are joining their company the most important thing is how many people are staying and to stay we need to change and that and my question to the marketplace is are we agile to make that change happen? And do we understand the connection? And, and I really want people to be thinking about that. And I'd love to have, I'd love to have people reach out to me and have, um, have conversations about it because I've got workflows, operational plans. I've got really key, simple things that we can implement to change businesses and to help them become so much stronger. But a lot of people, when they first hear about what the, these change processes are, um, it's scary. And for a business that is so deep rooted in agility, innovation and change, it is quite shocking. Um, and so I wanted to talk about that, but then also about just the general business of growing 
growing our teams. Um, and, I, and I think it's really important to highlight that we have so many wonderful technologists in corporate financial institutions that are interested in moving to a newer startup scale-up fintechs. And I think it's really, really interesting to see the cultural differences between the two. And this week, having spoken to plenty of businesses on the uh, corporate institutional side and plenty of businesses who are 50 people big, 10 people big, and then growing to 250 people big. And just looking at the cultural differences and really helping people not make mass generalizations about, about the individuals from the other, the other side of the fence. I think it's incredibly important. We've got to ask ourselves when we're hiring, when we're growing, are we behaving in an agile way? And is that person who's within that interview process understanding the agility that's needed to be successful within this business? And where I have really seen this, just for absolute clarity, is everyone hopefully will have seen my post this week on role creations. We have never seen, in my whole history of recruitment, 17 years and your 20, plus 26, 21, 21 plus. <laughs> um, you know, we, we have never seen job descriptions mean so little. And um, I think this is such a great, just such a great thing to be able to say within the fintech space that we are getting there, that we can really start molding opportunities around people. So that it ends up being a great long opportunity for them. However, even though on the one hand, this is absolutely brilliant, it represents change. And I asked the question, how agile are you really? Because any, any person applying to a job is used to seeing a job description. And it is so interesting to see the human response and human nature to, oh, well, what does that mean if, if that job description is gonna change? And, and, it, and the, the automatic response is, oh, that must be bad. Um, and actually what we're trying to do is make it better, better than it ever has been before. So again, this is why the theme to me is agility because I think everyone probably would have assumed that I'd be saying, yes, be agile. The marketplace is talking about pivoting, creating new ideas, a hundred percent. And I love that. But I, my, my real theme of today is asking people, are you agile as you say, are you as agile as you say you are? And I think that's quite an interesting um, concept. Um, have you got any other uh, thoughts um, or, or things that you'd like to talk about that's been happening this week, Bab? Yeah, no, look, I just think it's been a, a, a really positive week. You know, February is, is now uh, nearly two weeks in. We're, we're nearly two weeks into February, or when this is uh, broadcast, it'll be exactly two weeks into the month of February. Uh, and it's been an extraordinary sort of uh, uh, boom in, in, in durability as much as anything else. There's been a, there's real ambition uh, and, uh, you know, can you say creation in terms of what people are looking to achieve this year? Uh, job levels have gone up, con you know, considerably, um, you know, I guess, I guess year on year as much as anything else as well. And we're seeing a lot of ambition in companies going through, uh, funding. I've, that's one of the big things I've noticed now that's been more and more, uh, you know, I had something come through about Solidatus getting a uh, series A funding today. Uh, there's a number of different companies I know who are on the verge of, of uh, releasing big news about, uh, multi-million pound funding. Uh, there's been a number of others that have uh, have gone through it. So to see those those business, you know, sort of pent up aggression, I guess, of the investment into the fintech space coming through, I think is exciting. There's a lot of people now who are looking to scale up their sales operations, which is exciting. There's a there's a, a huge uh, demand on businesses to uh, to build their development teams, which is exciting. As with all of it, comes the challenge then of being able to find the players that are, are going to really move that further forward. And I think the the education piece at the moment is is important 
improving interview flow, uh, improving interview processes, improving onboarding, particularly in this virtual sort of space, and making sure that EVP, as we've spoken about a number of different times in the show, is on point. And I think it's becoming more and more relevant because uh, we, we are seeing every good candidate right now uh, coming through with three, four offers. And offers from good companies. None of these are sort of Mickey Mouse offers that are coming through. People are still, however, in that process of just trying to sort of uh, almost game the system and take advantage of the opportunity by, by um, under-offering or seeing what they can get to. It is going to cause enormous pain points for them. So go with your, 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 your best offer. Make sure you're making yourself as attractive as possible or you will lose out on talent and end up having to uh, find B players rather than A players to, jo to join your business. So I think that becomes a, a really relevant point at the moment um, as, this, as this scales up. We're seeing a huge increase in, in, in demand. Uh, I don't see that slowing down uh, in the immediate future. Uh, and I think there's going to be um, some businesses this year that absolutely transform their, uh, you know, their, their opportunity and take themselves to another level. So it's been an exciting week. Yeah, absolutely. Have you got any final thoughts? Final thoughts for me, uh, uh, look, the, uh, you know, keeping on the theme of agility is, is uh, staying agile, um, you know, looking for, for those opportunities. There are plenty at the moment. There are businesses there who are looking to reduce their friction, uh, reduce their cost, increase their service and their visibility. That creates massive opportunities for everyone uh, with increasing demand on margin. It's how can companies help companies get better and achieve more with less. And I think that's that. That's that's the, uh, the the predominant opportunity mark that we'll see in 2021. Also, very very interesting to see the sort of growth of crypto and Bitcoin at the moment. And we'll uh, you know we'll touch on that doubtless a little bit more next week as well. But um, look, it's been a, a pleasure talking as always, Nads. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we love putting this show together. We love bringing you the uh, the best content for some of the greatest thought leaders and, and market leaders in the fintech space. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Nadia's podcast continue apace. And if you would be so kind as to leave your reviews and, uh, and rate them on all your podcast channels, that allows us just to reach more people uh, and to uh, continue bringing this sort of uh, valuable content to you across uh, every day of the week uh, when FinTech Focus podcast returns to your screens and ears in March. So thank you very much for listening. Nadia, thank you. A pleasure as always. And catch up with you soon. Speak soon.